Hey, this is Craig Gass. Who? Well, you might want to Google me. You're listening to the podcast. Keep it here because you're still searching my name. <laughs> All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasting. Hi, this is Christopher Walken. You keep on shouting. You keep on shouting. This is the podcast. I want to listen to the podcast all day. (laughs) Welcome back to your podcast. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today. And today, I'm also joined by Courtney Dold. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the The show, Courtney. The great Courtney Dold. The great Courtney Dold. Yes. (laughs) And we are lucky today here on the podcast. I'm going to step into my not Gene Simmons voice and I'm going to introduce the next gentleman, a fellow who's made a bit of a career out of imitating the one, the only Gene Simmons. Welcome to the show, Mr. Craig Gass. Hi, everybody. If you've missed any part of today's podcast, It will be available for forty nine ninety five for the rest of time. Go to kissonline.com, click on my cod on my pod my cod piece. Pod. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting thrown off by the other gene. I'm actually I was really excited to do this. Courtney is one of the funniest comedians on planet Earth. And mm-hmm. um, when um, she told me you guys were doing this, I was really excited to hear about it. And when she said, Hey, uh, Ken wants you to do this. I was like, of course. I've been picking Courtney's brain. Courtney is like an NBA nut. Mm-hmm. She's a huge NBA nut. Mm-hmm. And every year around this time, she seems to forget that I know that she's an NBA nut. And I like to just ask her, like, hey, so what do you, like, what do you think is going to happen with with like LeBron this year? Do you think the Clippers can do it? Like, do you think that's that the Warriors are overstacked and she always kind of reacts like, yeah, what the fuck do you care? Like, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I was just wondering why you were asking me that specific question. It was very, very specific. Well, because you're such a fan and yeah. and, and you're also very intuitive. Like you yes. really – like Court really like knows basketball. So mm-hmm. uh, as someone who only joins every year for the playoffs, I always like want to ask her like, so what, what do you see this year? What's going to happen? What do you think is going to – I think it's going to flesh out. And I've been pulling for the Celtics in the East all year, and I said it. I said they were going to come out ahead number one in the East, and they did. I knew they could do it. Yeah, and I just think I just uh, – I'm a guy who always – for sports, I always jump in for playoffs, for everything. I like playoffs of anything. So I know that's not what this is about, right. but it's funny <laughs> because it actually leads to something pretty amazing, which is that – We've just announced that the L.A. Kiss is going to be its own football league starting this fall. You can sign up and play football with Kiss for just $40,000. Go to kissonline.com. All right, sorry. How much are those season ticket packages, Gene? Do you have sex with me? It's only $39,995. What a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Craig, I'm even worse than you. I, To me, uh, my real sport is wrestling. Really? Ah, that's true. But don't let Craig fool you. He's an incredibly diehard, hard, hard Seahawks fan. He's yeah, probably yeah. their biggest fan. Oh, wow. Yeah, I am. I've been a really emotional fan for the Seahawks for over 
almost 25 years now. And I was into wrestling um, when I was a kid. I remember being a big fan of Jimmy Superfly Snuka, oh, yeah. who I probably would have gotten along with because I guess he really loved cocaine. Um, awesome. And uh, uh, Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan and uh, Bob Backlund, who is still kind of in it at the tail end yep. um, of his career before um, before I became a fan. So, yeah, I get it. I get um being a fan of pro wrestling and being a fan of drama, you know? I guess, it, well, it is soap operas for men, right? Yeah, for sure. That's exactly, exactly. what wrestling is, soap operas for men. Because you got a storyline, someone's falling in love, someone's getting hit over the head with a chair. It's just like real life. We in the Kiss Camp know that our own Eric Singer loves basketball. He's a big, well, he's a big Cleveland Browns fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, actually, Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Cavaliers, Lakers. Cleveland anything. He's yeah, he's he's the Cleveland guy. Yeah, yeah I saw him at the Cavaliers game. Remember, I think I told that story on um, yeah podcast Rock City yep. about when Absolutely. I ran into Eric Singer and Craig texted him and went, "I just told him you're coming over to say hello," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you do that?" <laughs> I can actually do. Uh, I think I'm the only person on planet Earth that can do an Eric Singer impression. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, here we go, Craig Gas. Doing Eric Singer. Just keep in mind, my Eric Singer sounds a lot like Tracy Morgan. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Keep that I love me some LeBron. That's crazy. <laughs> right, that, was it. that was it. That was Eric Singer, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. World First debut time. right here on the podcast. Nowhere else, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, Craig, like I've said before, people have been clamoring for you and I to get together, at least on my side of things, because people love your imitation of Gene Simmons. They love your imitation of Paul Stanley. They love the fact that you've done a lot of stuff, including Gene Simmons' family jewels and the roast, and you've been on Howard Stern and all this stuff. Now, Craig, you have some special dates coming up. What's going on with you? I'm doing a huge show. At the Comedy Store in Hollywood this Sunday night, April 23rd, I will be at the Comedy Store here in Los Angeles, um, and then I have some dates coming up in Philly, Winnipeg, and Edmonton, San Diego. There's a lot of stuff uh, that's getting posted to getgas.com, getgas with two lessons.com, St. Louis, uh, Seattle, and Minneapolis early next year. There's there's a lot of dates out there that are getting put up, but... um, but yeah, a lot of shows are coming up um, this year. I'm just always on tour. I'm always out. And the info and all the links to all the fun stuff that I post on social media is at getgas.com with two S's. Very good. And a lot of people have uh, really taken the time to let us know that, that they wanted you to come on our show. One of the reasons I wanted you to come on our show is to let people know your personal history, your personal kiss story. How did you get into this crazy-ass band called Kiss that we all love? I liked them uh, and was fascinated by them as a kid before I ever heard their music. Mm-hmm. My sister and I, my sister who's deaf, you know, my whole family is deaf. And that's how I learned how to, that's really why I ended up having an ability to do voices, because mm-hmm. I couldn't learn how to talk for my own family. I learned how to talk by copying all the voices I heard on TV, because my, uh, my mom, my dad, my sister were all, were all deaf. Uh-huh. And my sister and I were really enamored with the visual imagery of Kiss. And uh, we collected their trading cards <laughs> when I was a kid. They had these like uh, trading cards you could get Absolutely. at the convenience stores. 
and the back of the cards would form a giant Kiss picture. Mm-hmm. I think there was a, a few generations of them. Yeah, there was. There were there were the two main sets in the seventies, and they were they were like a gateway drug for a lot of people. Yeah, and uh, and I know that even um, I've opened for System of a Down doing stand up mm-hmm. comedy, opening for System of a Down, and I know that two of the guys in that band, Darren and Chavo, also saw pictures of Kiss mm-hmm. and said, "Ooh, I want to do that." Without even hearing a single note, they just thought, oh, my God, that is so cool. I want to do that. Absolutely. And um, that was the original thing for me. And I didn't get into their music because I was a child when they were when they were really coming out in the 70s. And mm-hmm. I was in New York. And I remember people in my neighborhood in New York and in, in Mount Vernon wearing Kiss T-shirts. And, and, but they were a little scary to me. And then, <laughs> um, and then when I really started getting into music in... Uh, when I was 13, around 1983, uh-huh. there was this uh, show on USA. I think it was called um, Night Flight. Or, yeah. Uh, and, and they would play these... Radio really 1990 cool- Night Flight. That's what it was. On the okay. USA and, Network. Um, yeah. They were working up all night in a night flight. And, uh-huh. and I remember my neighbors, Dave and Ronnie Parsons, were turning me on to music. And I remember Kiss was taking their makeup off. And they're going to have this this debut of this of this video, first time without makeup. I didn't know much about their music, but I saw the video for Lick It Up, and believe it or not, it was the unmasked era that I started to get into. Lick It Up was my first Kiss tour. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that Lick It Up tour was the best show I'd ever seen at the time. It was um, amazing. I, but I really got into the stuff that, that galvanized my generation, Quiet Riot, Motley Crue, mm-hmm. Rat, um, and, uh, and then discovered... Kiss at the time that they were at, Kiss was just always bigger. They were the ones that everybody cited as the influence. And when they put the makeup back on and reunited the band, I remember going to that reunion tour in, in the Tacoma Dome and just thinking, this is the most surreal thing. I, I just I couldn't believe I was I was witnessing it. It was it was very strange and surreal to feel like I had transported myself back to nineteen seventy six and was watching Kiss. You know, um, and um, but more than anything, I was a fan of how cool they were as people. They're just so goddamn cool. And I just wished I had that fucking confidence. I, you know, like I just thought I remember like Paul Stanley, they had those rock against drugs. Yes. Uh, camp- yes, they did. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, some of those guys, you felt like they were doing it because the probation officer told them they had to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. But I knew that that Kiss was genuinely anti-drug. Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons were anti-drugs. But Paul Stanley had the coolest moment where he's, like, he's he's in a bed with 20 women. (laughs) And he's laying in the bed, and he looks in the camera, dead serious. He absolutely meant this. He said, you know... If you're a girl and you've got an opportunity to be with me, why would you want to ruin such a bombastic moment and have drugs or alcohol take away what I'm about to give you? And I was like, what a cool dude. (laughs) What I'm about to give you. (laughs) That's amazing. I wish I was that confident. And then I would see interviews where... You know, people were just so in awe of them, and they would say, now, Paul, Paul, I saw this interview where it was like a press conference. Why is Kiss so amazing? And he goes, you know, a lot of bands are envious of Kiss. <laughs> I'm envious of Kiss. You know? 
like, God, that is so cool. Like, it was just, it's just so, I really, like, admired, uh, I was really sold on the idea of if you believe in this, you can do this. If you believe in yourself, that you can be anything you want to be. And they, and they, they sold that to me, and I, I bought it. I just didn't have any talent <laughs> to be a musician. And the I'm in a I'm in the right spot because I can um, I can go to concerts uh-huh. and I will I'll give them a lot of space. Sometimes they want to say hello to me and I'll go hey you know and I'll get excited and come over and say hello. I'm in the right spot because uh, they seem to respect what I do. Yeah, but and I'll and I'll say something about what Craig does just as a as his regular job as a comic. When you travel around, Craig is really wise to book his gigs around concerts he wants to see and games he wants to go to yeah and it works out for him yeah Yeah, i book my entire when the baseball schedule comes out when the football schedule comes out and when concert tours are announced that's where i decide where i'm gonna spend my time during the calendar year doing comedy shows and that's why i'm not famous so there you go (laughs) what are you talking about you're famous there's nothing harder a few things that are really hard for comedians. One is going on after a musical act, after like a guitar comic. That That's tough. And yep. two, New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day. Oh, my God, just kill me. It's really yep. tough. Really, the hardest thing for a comedian is opening for a metal band. Yeah. Opening for a band with a, a group of rowdy fans yeah. is tough. And Craig does this all the time, and he does it well. He knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's that is really 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 tough well you know what the secret is hmm. you just lie to people I, <laughs> I just, oh yeah that's right you come out as the roadie yeah i've opened for metallica i opened for system of down there's a video on youtube now of me opening for motley crew it's it's all the same thing mm-hmm. i go out on stage in an arena full of people and i say good evening my name is craig gas and i am motley Crue's sound man everyone goes <laughs> We have some very important announcements. The band wants you to be aware. There is no opening act tonight. It's going to be a special, long performance from Motley Crue. (sighs) Meanwhile, I am the opening act, and nobody knows that that's what I'm doing right now. I make up super cool shit Mm -hmm. that's just not true. I tell the audience, you may have heard some rumors, and it's true. Tonight, Motley Crue is recording our first ever live album right here tonight. (laughs) And the people go nuts. I need your attention. I need your attention. There's a proper way to yell on a live album. So we need to rehearse this. And they will follow every stupid instruction I give. (laughs) And I have their attention for 20, 30 minutes. And then I go, by the way, I'm a comedian. Thank you. Have fun with Motley. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, you you, you were talking in your act about doing the uh, fake announcements, right? Mm -hmm. I understand you got in a little trouble on the Kiss Cruise for a fake announcement that you did as a a bit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, on uh, on Kiss Cruise 3, I met a girl who was the, um, she was like a cruise director uh, really happy, peppy. She was like the Julie McCoy uh-huh. of the of the Kiss Cruise, 
And when she found out who I was, she said, oh, my God, you're the comedian. You're the guy who does the voices, the family guy and American Dad. Oh, my God, do you want to do a funny announcement on the ship tomorrow morning? And I was like, oh, God, yes. Is everyone going to hear it? And she said, yeah, it gets piped into every cabin on the ship. (laughs) So the next morning, everyone on the Kiss Cruise woke up to, hey, everybody, this is Paul Stanley. And this is Gene Simmons from KISS. And we have a very important announcement about the KISS Cruise. Do not panic. But we have a very important announcement about the KISS Cruise. It seems that the KISS Cruise has just hit an iceberg. Now, keep in mind, when I said we've hit an iceberg, we're in the middle of the fucking Bahamas when I said that. (laughs) There's no reason for you as an intelligent person to go, this ship's going down! <laughs> the Bahamas. Do not panic because KISS is going to take care of everybody, okay? We actually have three packages to get you off the ship. <laughs> All right? First, we have the platinum package, which is $5,000, which is we put you in a life raft and you have your own private photo taken with Kiss. <laughs> we have the diamond package. Isn't that right, Paul? That's right. The diamond package for $10,000 where we throw you in the ocean with Tommy and Eric. And then Kiss floats by on a raft. And we do a private acoustic show out in the ocean. Everything I said was stupid. But apparently, two or three of the passengers on the Kiss cruise actually ran to the employees and said, is Kiss really going to charge us to get off this boat? And I didn't hear from anybody for a few years. And I was like, oh, no, they're mad at me. They're mad at me. But then they made the offer for me to come and, and do Kiss Cruise 6. And and uh, and then Paul um, contacted me about opening for him on one of his uh, Soul Station shows. I know. Wow. I wanted to go to that so bad. We were out of town. So I knew that everything was okay. And, you know, and Paul... Um, you know, I actually texted Paul for the first time ever two weeks ago. You we- did? Yeah, I text because I went to the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, uh-huh. and a friend of mine uh, plays guitar for Pearl Jam, and he's a huge Kiss fan. Just say who it is. Mike McCready. Of course. <laughs> and um, when Mike got inducted, the first words out of his mouth were, I want to thank the Frio brothers for turning me on to my first Kiss album, yeah, which Rick. changed my life. Yeah. So I texted Paul. I was like, hey, Paul, uh, I thought you'd appreciate this. Uh, first words out of Mike's mouth tonight at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was, uh, I want to thank the Frio Brothers for turning me on to my first Kiss album. It changed my life. And Paul wrote me right back and said, how cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I can handle that in text form. I think if I was on the phone, I'd be like, that's so fucking cool. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, I just wrote back, yeah, man, it's really cool. And, and I said, uh, it's Craig Gass, by the way. You know, like, <laughs> then, I, then I started to geek out a little bit. Uh, it's Craig Gass. I'm a comedian. I know I'm not being very funny in this text message. And he goes, thanks for clarifying. And I go, <laughs> oh, my God. Always. <laughs> You know, address the silence, you know, and um, and uh, he texted me the next day and said, 
just called Mike uh, to say thank you. Thanks for again, Craig. That was really nice of you to let me know. And I said, sure. You know, no, it's, like, you know, it's, like, it's kind of a kind of a funny thing, but yeah, Mike's a really big. I had a really funny moment. I went to Gene's house to to film his uh, TV show, Family Jewels. Mm-hmm. I I uh, we spent a whole day at Gene's house. I think we spent two days there. No, one day in his house and one day on location. And then um, at the end of the day of filming at Gene's house. I go into production van and they're going to drive me back to the airport. I was doing something out of town. So they're going to, mm-hmm. so I flew in and then they're going to drive me back so I could fly out. Right. And we're sitting in the production van and, uh, and the radio starts going off and I, I hear the guy in the radio in front of me go, yeah, yeah, we got him right here. He's in the van. All right, we'll send him in. Hey, Craig, uh, Gene wants you to go back in the house. He wants to talk to you. And I was like, um, about what? And he goes, I don't know. He wants to see you. He said he wants to talk to you alone. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you want to just tell them that we're gone and, and we're leaving and we don't, we can't turn around. He goes, no, he knows you're here. And, <laughs> drive, and I go, um, okay. And he goes, yeah, just go in. He wants you to meet, he wants you to meet him outside the kiss. There's like a, there's like a kiss museum inside. Yeah. Basically his office. Yeah. His office. So, yeah. so I go in the hallway Outside the office, Gene is standing there next to a table with all this. I'm, I'm not shitting you when I say this. There's a table with all kinds of kiss stuff on it. And when I walk in, he goes, Would you like some parting gifts for your trip? And I said, Oh, um, that would be great. And he goes, What size t shirt do you wear? Extra large? Here, I'll give you. Here's a T-shirt. Do you like boxers or briefs? There's, you collect comic books. We have, and he's giving me all these things. And I notice he has baby onesies, kiss mm-hmm. baby onesies. And I go, oh man, um, I have a question for you. This isn't for me. Uh, my friend Mike is a huge Kiss fan. He's a guitarist for uh, Pearl Jam. Just had a baby. Huge Kiss fan. Would it be okay if I got one of the baby onesies for my friend Mike? And he said, "Is that Mike McCready?" And I said, "Yeah, uh, McCready. He's he's uh, a good friend of mine. Very funny. He's uh, but he, he's a massive Kiss fan. Just had a baby, and I, it's just so appropriate for him. Is that okay?" You can have two. Go ahead. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> like he had to weigh the worth, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, I'll say this: uh, Gene, for his reputation for selling stuff, believe it or not, is an incredibly generous person. I know that when I did the roast, all the comedians that were in it, uh, actually, you know, I don't even know if everybody got this. Hmm. I got a personal note from him afterwards with a gift. It was like a thing of speakers. Oh, wow. Um, with a note that said, um, thanks for blasting me or something like that. Oh, that's cute. Uh, and, uh, which I thought was really, really kind of him. But, uh, but yeah, I, I always just kind of, I mean, I can't believe that when I want to go to a Kiss concert, I can just contact somebody and go, and I'll go, and they'll hook it up. And, I'll, and I always try to respect their space. But there's always a moment where, you know, one or a couple of the guys will wave me over. And, you know, I remember being at a show in Edmonton and, and Gene was standing in the hallway getting ready to go on stage in his he's all dressed up mm-hmm. and very intimidating. And I just kind of waved at him. And and then uh, 
uh, turned around to give him his space. But then uh, some of the guys in the road crew were like, Craig, Gene's calling for you. Craig, turn around. Gene's looking for you. And I, I turn around, and Gene is waving me over. Come here. Come here. <laughs> All right. And I walk over, and he's standing next to a couple of friends. And I said, hey, what's going on? And he goes, these are my friends who came to the show tonight. I want you to entertain them. Go. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. Uh, hey, well, what's going on? What's your name? And he said, do your voices. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's do it. Let's go. Oh, sorry. Oh. Uh, all right. Uh, what, um, do you guys uh, like Christopher Walken, Al Pacino? And I, I start doing impressions for them. <laughs> it's a great moment. His friends are like, wow, that is really good. Do you do you learn the voices? Like, how, Do you like practice it or how do you do it? And I said, well, it's kind of a funny story. Um, I grew up in a family. My whole family's deaf. And uh, because they're deaf, I couldn't learn how to talk. And and they said, is that true? And Gene walks over, puts his arm around me and says, it's true. <laughs> his, family, his, his family's deaf and he's dumb. And I went, <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's just a really, really funny dude, you know. Craig, will you tell, just to add on to the, to the family jewels story. Will you tell the story when you were on the phone with me in the car and Gene was coming towards you and then all of a sudden the call just ended and then the next day you told me what happened? Yeah, what happened was I was standing in Gene's driveway and nervously awaiting Gene's arrival and um, I called Courtney. I was trying to go over some stuff in my head, uh, funny stuff I wanted to do during the broadcast and I was bouncing stuff off of, off of court and then... Um, and then I noticed a car slowing down right next to me, and I turned around, and it was Gene just staring at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I go, Court, uh, I, I got to go. And, and he's, he gets out of the car and starts saying, who are you talking to that's more important than me? And I said, <laughs> I go, Court, I got to go. And Court starts going, is that Gene? Is that Gene? <laughs> I go, it is. I got I to gotta go. And then Gene reaches in between my face and the phone, and clicks off. <laughs> and I went, sorry. And then I turned my phone off. And then he, he grabbed my phone and said, nobody's more important than me. Come on, let's go. And I said, all right, let's go. I'm ready, Dean. Let's do it. That's our so, Gene. Yeah. <sighs> and uh, But there was uh, early on when Gene uh, and I first got to know each other through the Howard Stern show, I went to a Kiss concert and... Um, and went backstage to thank Gene and his assistant. And I ended up in a room with Paul Stanley and Gene's assistant. And I don't think I was supposed to be in that room. So <laughs> Gene's assistant was staring at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I kept walking in between them and walked all the way down the hall. And then from behind me, I hear Paul Stanley's voice going, Craig Gath. I went, hey, what's up, Paul? And he goes, how come you don't do an impression of me? And I was like, oh. I do one, but I don't think you want to hear it. <laughs> so I go and I do some really lame impression of him to his face. And then, and he gave me his phone number. And for some reason, whenever a famous person gives me their phone number, I never want to call him. I feel nervous, right. yeah. even though they give me the number. But for some reason, I had some balls the next day. And it's the only time I've ever called Paul Stanley. I called him once. He picked up the phone and said, Hello? And I went, hi, Paul, it's Gene Simmons from KISS. And he went, okay. <laughs> and I started selling him KISS products. 
And then I finally stopped and said, Paul, it's, it's uh, Craig Gass, the comedian. I'm sorry. I just, I just wanted to say hello. And he goes, you know, I was going to say, you're starting to sound like that fucking comedian. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so, but they've all been really, really nice to me. So, uh, and I'm grateful for that. So, Craig, how did you specifically start doing the Gene Simmons thing? Because I know it's addicting, and I was surprised to find out about you. Someone else in the world is doing this. How did it get started with you? You and a buddy messing around? What happened? Yeah, there's a friend of mine, John, who works for the band Aerosmith, who every time we call each other, that's how we talk to each other, is (laughs) as Gene Simmons. Um, He taught me how to do Gene Simmons. And another friend of mine, who's a guitar tech, Dave Lee, pointed out, you ever notice that Gene Simmons sounds like Benjamin Netanyahu? And so if you watch videos of Benjamin Netanyahu, it's like, oh, okay. So if you look, there's like a little bit of Benjamin Netanyahu in there. And then, and it kind of drifts into Gene. So my friend John and I, that's how we talk to each other. He, he's, I've known him for over 20 years. He's been with Aerosmith, I think for closer to 30. And every time we call each other, he'll pick up the phone and I'll go, I'll go, hello. Hi, John, this is Gene Simmons. (laughs) From Kiss. <laughs> hey, Gene, what's going on? Not much. I hope you don't mind, but Aerosmith's entire catalog is available for forty nine ninety five at kissonline.com. And, and that's how we communicate with each other. Well, something weird happened about 15 years ago, maybe 12, 15 years ago. Kiss and Aerosmith actually did a tour together. And John is working in the office at Vindaloo Music up in Boston. The phone rings, and he hears, Hi, John, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And John goes, What's up, you cheap Jew bastard? (laughs) And there's a long pause, and he goes, Sorry? And there's another long pause, and he goes, Craig? He goes, no, it's not Craig Gass. It's Gene Simmons <laughs> from Kiss. Listen, uh, get a hold of Stephen and Joe. I want to ask them a question. And he went right into his question. Didn't even phase him that my friend John called him a cheap Jew bastard. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those moments you have like where your heart just sinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your body gets warm and you're just like, oh, God, no. No. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they all have great senses of humor. So thank God they they put that up with us. Great. They haven't squashed us with their big platform heels. So that's that's <laughs> good. Now, Craig, you mentioned that you uh, saw Kiss on the Lick It Up tour. Was there a yes. favorite song that they played on that tour? Oh my God! Um, you know it's crazy. There's two songs that I think are really exceptional by Kiss. And they both happen to be Vinnie Vincent songs. Mm-hmm. One is All Hell's Breaking Loose. And probably, I, I, maybe my all-time favorite Kiss song is Unholy. And one of the main reasons why I love that song so much is because of how deep into the career they were when they, when they did Unholy. It was such a ballsy song. It was. Um to put out after being in the industry for as many years as they were. I just, I was really floored by that song. And I, I still, that might be my favorite Kiss song. I mean, you know, sometimes I feel like I, I fluctuate back and forth with different songs, but man, Unholy just has the biggest set of balls I've ever heard. 
Well, here's KISS talking about their album with the biggest balls of any in their catalog. It's KISS Live with Unholy. Captain, dude. Is everybody in the front all right? People, do us a little favor. You got some friends up front that are getting hurt. They're your friends. Take a step backwards. You don't want to hear that somebody got hurt later. Just take one step back so everybody can breathe up here. They're your people up here. Here's a song comes off that new album. The new album. Just in case you didn't know, we're not going on tour till August, but we feel so fucking fired up about this new album that we had to come out and spend tonight with a thousand of our closest motherfucking rock and roll fans right here in Brooklyn. This album's called Revenge. And I'll tell you something, this album's got the biggest dick any album of ours has had in a long time. You're gonna like this one. Here's a song called Unholy!
Yeah, man, definitely. I did coke that entire time. <laughs> Amazing! Wow. I was cutting myself and crying. There you go. <laughs> I was just cutting, and it was reminding me of the '80s, '90s. That's late '80s or early '90s? No, it's '80s still, right? That was yeah. early. It was early '90s. Okay. Yeah, early '90s. Yeah. That's right. So I was definitely still a cutter. Okay. Oh, hot, <laughs> hot. Now, Craig, you have a fave Kiss album. You know what? I when I usually want to listen to Kiss stuff, I'll I think I probably my one go to has been Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. Yeah, that's kind um, of an underrated compilation in many ways. Yeah, I, I usually because it just it just has everything on there. I'm also a huge fan of Ace's uh, New York Groove. Uh-huh. Every time I see the Empire State Building, for some reason, I always think of that song. And uh, but Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits is probably my go-to when I want to listen to Kiss. Well, it does kind of encompass everything. I remember when that album came out, I I almost felt like I could use it to go door to door. Like, have you heard the good news of Kiss? <laughs> here here is a Kiss sampler, and you know I could do that sort of thing. Well, so, what would be the difference between a smash and a thrash? Because yeah. we know what the hits are. Yeah, I you know what maybe uh, yeah I think it was just like some thrashing songs as yeah. a reference to. Yeah. Doing some thrashing. So. Because at that time thrash was a big thing with anthrax and yeah. that sort yeah. of stuff. It was it was it was it was becoming a thing. Now let me ask you a question. As somebody who has imitated Gene Simmons more than any human should, myself, <laughs> do you ever find yourself just doing it with not even for comedic purposes? Yeah, I mean it's uh I, I always find myself going into voices. Yeah. Um uh, especially Tracy Morgan because Tracy sounds like everybody I grew up with. He's fun. Um, everybody in the Bronx <laughs> sounds like this. Whether you black or white, male or female, that's crazy. So you, hey, this is the voice of your next door neighbor. Now I'm Vietnamese girl. That's crazy. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll I'll tell you, Ken. When Craig does that impression, when when we're on the cruise, mm-hmm. I hear people in the halls and outside at the deck and everywhere imitating Craig's impression of Gene. Yeah, yeah. like they're yeah. all just saying what they what he said on the announcements that morning or on our show the night before. I just hear people saying it. One of those people would be my husband. Nah. Who, was for weeks and weeks, I, he'd just pop up out of nowhere and go, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. But he's German, and it would sound a little different. But but he would run around doing it. But it's funny, Craig, how people like would be running around, not literally running around, but you know they would pick up on you and uh, on your impression and be saying it. Yeah, I love uh, how big of fans um, Courtney and, and her husband are, uh, are of Kiss. And that's why every year it's like, all right, uh, if I get another offer to do the Kiss Cruise, I got to bring them with me because Courtney will come up and she will work out a set that's entirely dedicated to Kiss. Uh, for me, I'll go up and just share stories about how much I embarrass myself in front of Kiss. But but Courtney will go up every time we do the Kiss Cruise and she will work out a set that is dedicated towards Kiss stuff. She had a line about Chips Enough from Enough's Enough this year. That was amazing, absolutely amazing. And Chip's enough. She was like, "Is Chip gonna get upset?" And Chip, like, not only was not upset. Chip <laughs> did everything short of inviting Courtney to come out on tour with him to right. do that joke every night. <laughs> he loved her. He is now referring to her as the funniest woman on the planet Earth. I think so. Yeah, and she is. She is. I, Courtney rules. And uh, Courtney, um, it was I- just funny because um, you know Courtney, I feel is like my spirit animal. She she. <laughs> 
she wears all of her emotions on her sleeve and it's like oh my god that's i'll bet that's like what she's expressing physically right now is what i feel when i get worked up on like should i do that like like you know it's like i i just i just love being around her so Craig, Craig, I really get the feeling that you and I kind of use Courtney in the same way. Like we, we will call up and say, can I say this sort of thing? We, we basically hit her with a joke and then she lets us know if that can be tolerated or not in today's climate. You know what I'm saying? Courtney is like the best friend anyone could have. She's Agreed. the one that will like assure you that it's okay to go on and say something horrifying. Exactly. And Courtney, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. You, do, you, you, you told one joke on the cruise about a song that Gene wrote. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. I said, I, I don't know if you remember that, Craig, because you were just ready to go on stage, so you probably didn't hear me say it, but I said, Nothing to Lose is about, we all know what that's about, and then Love Gun's about Paul's penis, and then some, <laughs> uh, the song Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell is about Gene's taint. <laughs> <laughs> now that's autobiographical songwriting right there. That, it took people a second to get it, but... <laughs> It was like a rolling laugh on that one. It took them a second. That is <laughs> That's so dirty. I'm going to you steal that cool. joke often. So, You know what's cool about those Kiss Cruises is that our first performance, we were put in a room that I think held 400 people, maybe 500 people. Well, if there were 500 in there, they were packed in. Oh, they went way over capacity yeah. a half hour before we even hit the stage. They were over capacity. And then, so they moved our show, our second show, into the theater where Kiss performs. And then that show ended up over capacity. So the response from Kiss fans has been um, really amazing. Um, and then from Kiss themselves. Um, yeah. Those guys, uh, the, the band, their crew, their management. I just did a benefit show here in downtown Los Angeles where one of the guys from Doc McGee's office came out and, and uh, was bringing up some of his favorite jokes from the last Kiss cruises. Everybody with the organization has just always been really great to me. Excellent. Now, Craig, I want to ask you this question. When did you first become aware? When did this, like, come on your radar? Because to me it was around 1982 or 3 where, you, where I became aware that Gene Simmons realized that he had to differentiate himself from the previous Gene Simmons, the actress. You know what I'm saying? That The whole, this is Gene Simmons of the rock group Kiss, like, of course you're Gene Simmons. Everyone knows that. You know what I'm saying? We all have figured that out. Is it possible that Gene's still in some sort of state where he feels he has to introduce himself as a member of KISS? And keep in mind, he's usually doing it in full makeup. Well, when you say that, I, I remember my earliest memory of that is um, the first radio station I worked at was this rock station in Seattle, I was doing morning radio with this guy who is a legend in the industry named Bob Rivers, mm, um, who yes. had these twisted tunes. His twisted tunes yeah. actually charted yeah. on the um, uh, on the Billboard charts. Our promotions guy there, Gus Swanson, I think I was doing a Paul Stanley at the time, <laughs> and uh, Gus was telling me about how he met Gene Simmons once, and I was like, "You met Gene Simmons?" And he said, "Yeah." Uh, I'm the biggest Kiss fan in the world, and uh, Gene showed up at this event, and I said, um, I just want to tell you, you're the reason I'm in the business, I'm, I'm your biggest fan, blah, 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 and Gene stops him and says, stop right there. <laughs> what is your name? And he said, uh, it's, it's Gus, Gus, Gus Swanson. He said, and what do you do? He said, 
I'm the promotions director here at the radio station. He said, nice to meet you. I'm Gene Simmons from KISS. <laughs> and he said, Gene explained that mother always told him, you should always say your name and what you do for a living. And I, I remember at that moment thinking, nah, he's just fucking with you. Because <laughs> I think if you're, if you're a fan and, and you're already intimidated... And then the person you're a fan of reasserts how super cool he is by telling you his name like that. I, mm-hmm. I think that that really kind of has an effect on you. And I think that Gene is aware of that. I think Gene is aware of his, his fame and his power. You know? He does that. Like I guess it happens to everyone. They get around people they love. I mean, Craig, you're surrounded constantly by you know, other celebrities in our business and then, of course, in the music world. But when you're around that person – because you know, because Ken um, met Gene last week and had a wonderful experience in a story that was on the last episode, and oh, it was cool. just a great story. But you do this, like, little kid inside you kind of comes out, and oh, you yeah. get excited and giddy. I mean, I work in television, and I deal with celebrities as part of my regular job, but when I got around Gene Simmons, I was a giggling 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Like, as soon as he touched me, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. And then, like, the like the like on the last cruise when the boat rocked, I fell into him and he kind of caught me Well, we were getting our picture taken. Yeah. So it was me and Craig and my husband and then, and then our friends, Aaron and Scott, um, you know, in the photo and, uh, I fell into him and he caught me and I threw out a line that Paul actually used on the last time we were on the kiss cruise mm-hmm. when you were kind of in and out of that show, Craig, but remember that one night we hit the really rough seas yeah, on kiss yeah. cruise three. Well, I have video of Paul in his boots kind of falling over sideways going, whoa, now this place is really rocking. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said that to Gene. I went, whoa, this place is really rocking. And then he kind of caught me and he whis- he like leans down into my ear and he goes, nobody could ever say that we didn't rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm usually pretty quick. But I had nothing, and and it just I just got really giddy and went. Nobody would ever say that to you, Gene. <laughs> and that's all. I couldn't. I got nothing out. It was Gene's, just. Gene's actually got a lot of great jokes, man. When I went to his house to film his um, his Fam- family jewels, I remember when I got there, he's he was a little hesitant about me. He said, "So what are you going to do? Are you here to?" make fun of me what are you going to do (laughs) no i go you know what i just want to hang out with you i you know what can i tell you what would be like a perfect day for me like this would be awesome this is an ideally this is the way i I see today going in my head i would hang out with you and (laughs) we'll shoot whatever we got to shoot and i just want to tell you my favorite jokes and then uh and then i would love to hear your favorite jokes and that would be a perfect day and he said you want to hear a joke? You want me to tell you a joke? And I said, sure. <laughs> he, tells, <laughs> he tells me this joke. And he this joke, he told a five-minute version of this joke. I can summarize it in just a couple sentences. A guy dies, goes to heaven. He's um, He is walking around heaven. St. Peter's giving him a tour. St. Peter opens up a door, and he sees Gene Simmons sitting on a giant throne. And the guy says to St. Peter, oh, my God, what is Gene Simmons doing here? And St. Peter says, 
That's not Gene Simmons. That's God. He just thinks he's Gene Simmons. And I went, holy shit, I'm getting struck down right here in this house. I got to get the fuck out of here. That's a crazy, crazy joke. Hear him tell that was like, it was, it was insane. But, uh, but Gene's got a lot of jokes and he's a, he's a funny dude. So, you know, I, I noticed one thing that I love about your impersonation is that you get, Gene's a very wet talker. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like those sounds of the, well, you know, there's a very moist, there's a, there's a whole thing. Yeah. There's a whole thing that you really get really well. That could be me. I never thought about that, but uh, that could be me. I, I always think of their body language more than the person too. Like the body language for me is the first thing and the voice just kind of comes out naturally uh, when you have the body language, I think. But, um, but yeah, I never thought about that, but that's a good point. Yeah, it's it's definitely a thing, and I know what you say about body language. For example, on the roast when you were doing, you were switching back and forth between Paul and Gene, you got a little more regal when you went into the Paul kind of a thing. So. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, Paul. I used to do a much better Paul, and if I just listened to him for a little bit, I could really tune him back in. Yeah, and and Paul's to... given me a hard time for years about not liking my impression. Uh-huh. He called yeah. you out on deck in front of the entire cruise. Yeah, yeah. At one point in the middle of the uh, of the Q&A, Paul said, uh, hey, Craig, do your impression of me. And I was like, all right. And I started doing it. He goes, yeah, stick to your gene. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. But he said so, that to you before. He had that all planned out. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, he knew, yeah, he knew, he just wanted to slap me around a little bit, which is like, fine, it's all right, man, we're all going to slap each other around, we're going to no, But fun. you did such a great job with the Q&A, they couldn't have asked a better person, Ken, Craig did the Q&A mm-hmm. with Kiss, so yeah. he, each fan had to have a pre-selected question, and then Craig ran the whole event, and, um, and it was really fun, and then he had like fun stuff in between to kind of like pep it up a little bit, you know? And uh, the band was having fun with them, and they were playing off each other, and I'm just like, how do they not have... How do they not have you do that every year, Craig? I mean, it was like, it went so well. It was, it's very surreal because as a fan, it was, uh, you know, all this, all these jokes and all this material has just been from conversations with friends about how awesome and funny uh, those, each of those characters are in the band. And to now do it, uh, to, to first have the band hear about you. Mm-hmm. Have the band track you down, and then and then not kill you. Yeah, not um, not sue you. Put a cease and desist out. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there's uh, and I guess I never really crossed the line. I just always was just being silly and funny about it. I do know Mike's uh, drummer, um, uh, Matt Cameron, the drummer of Pearl Jam, has an amazing story about when he was 14 years old. Matt Cameron was in a Kiss cover band in high school. Wow. They called themselves Kiss, and they would perform once a month at a friend's house. They would make maps up, and they would hand out these flyers, and they and would they say, said they were Kiss. Yeah, and at, like once a month, they would say, "Hey, next Friday night at Ken's house, and here's Ken's home address at eight p.m. Party with Kiss, and Kiss will go on at nine. And they had the logo and everything. So Matt says that one day. He gets a letter in the mail from Casablanca Records. Oh, my and God. And Matt Cameron's like, holy shit, we're going to get signed. We got a record deal. 
Casablanca Records has contacted us. He opens up the letter, and the letter is a cease and desist from Kiss. He was 14 when he got it. But you can't call yourself Kiss and right. go out and perform. Yeah. But you know what a Kiss fan calls that cease and desist letter? That's a collector's item. Absolutely. He says he still has it. He says he still has it somewhere. So. Why wouldn't you? So, Craig, what what is one thing you learned from KISS? Like, to me, as weird as it may sound, KISS really has influenced my life in many ways. And they, they've kind of taught me to be true, What to be true to yourself. Be the weird guy. Let it shine, right? What's one thing you've learned from KISS? I will say from Gene, I've learned about working hard. In interviews, I've heard him say, um, you have no idea how lucky you are to be an American. And you should work every day of your life until you're 50 and then and then save everything you got and then enjoy the rest of your life. I also uh, respect Gene for being an anti-drug guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a big drug guy um, growing up. And, um, and I always originally thought that they were kind of uh, fuddy-duddies for, for like being – that they weren't hip for right. understanding like, you know, anything about drugs. But – they witnessed some pretty bad things happening with the other members of their band mm-hmm. with drugs and alcohol, as did I eventually, and with myself, with people close to me. And the first year that I got clean, seven of my friends died, all comedians, um, uh, four drug overdoses, three drinking and driving car accidents mm. in the first year that I got clean. And so I really respect Gene for being the a guy who's never drank or done drugs. And again, his work ethic is, is uh, something I really respect and admire. And, and having a sense of humor. They really are able to laugh at themselves. And my invitations that I get to open for them is the greatest testament to that. Because I've been teasing them and kind of lampooning their personalities for years. And they get it. And they think it's funny. And I notice there's, uh, there's like a little bit of... Like, Paul will pull me over and go, uh, hey, I'm going to tell you something about Gene that you can make fun of. And then Gene will pull me over and go, hey, let me tell you something about Paul. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and they'll kind of – and I'll go, hey, man, I'm not getting in between you guys. You know? Yeah. And, uh, so all I want to be able to do is just keep going to KISS concerts. Yeah. So, so it's really – it's a neat thing to, to be a small part of. So. Well, you are definitely part of KISS culture. You are the KISS comedian for all intents and purposes. You've – You've kind of made a little area for yourself in, in, in this big thing that we call history, And uh, it's, I'm very glad to have you on the show today. Seriously, I, I was so thrilled to find somebody else that was doing this goofy kind of imitation that I did. So I want you and I to kind of have a gene off if we can, okay? All right, let's do it. All right. Craig, I'd like to welcome you. This is not Gene Simmons of the Rock Group Kiss. You're a powerful and attractive man. Hey, everybody, get ready, because these two genes are about to square off. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Was that a Ace Freely laugh? I heard a cackle. What is that? Sorry. Wait, when you guys are done, I'll jump in with my Vinnie Vincent. Oh. <laughs> hey, and I'm Vinnie Vincent. <laughs> Courtney burned out there. <laughs> Court, are you there? Whenever she gets super loud, she disappears for a few seconds. She'll she'll be back. I think it has a setting that, like, when she gets super loud, it kills her. It turns her down. It has a Vinnie Vincent filter. Yeah, I was gonna um, say it has a Vinnie Vincent thing. <laughs> and it's and it's gold, and you can buy it from the Kiss catalog, care of Kiss Online. 
You know where it's at, right, Craig? Yes. Well, here's the thing: is there's only 194 days till Christmas, <laughs> and here's what you can look forward to: these two voices available anytime you want for 9.95. So go to kissonline.com. We are and I'm Vinny Vincent, and I say yes. So in your world, Vinny Vincent sounds like Weirdly, one of the Muppets. Yeah, no, you know what Vinny Vincent sounds like? Craig yelling in his act. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. When you start yelling and you're like, and it was in my face. Like I'm, I sound like you. Well, you. you are. Well, well, Craig, you mentioned Vinny. You know the the Radio 1990 uh, Night Flight interviews. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, during that interview with, it's the four guys from Kiss at the time. It was Vinny and Eric, right? Yeah. And Vinny would say something, and you could just see Gene and Paul kind of like, oh, I just wish he'd shut up. <laughs> you know what? I've never seen that. I've never seen that interview with Vinny Vincent. I don't I don't remember seeing any long-form video interviews with Vinny Vincent, so I'd like to check that oh, out. Oh, I, 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 I will I will. Sorry, that was the joke, them. by the way. I don't really know what he really sounds like now, so that's... <laughs> I was not making fun of him. I was making fun of the fact that no one's really talked to him in a while. Right, yeah, he's he's hiding. He's Could hiding. possibly sound like that now. Yeah, well, you know... You know what? Here is an amazing uh, Vinny Vincent impression. Hi, I'm Vinny Vincent. And I like to play a couple of songs <laughs> that you might know. This old man came up to me one day. He looks me up. He looks me down the street. <laughs> and he says, hey, man, why be this? And why be that? And why you got to look like that? I said, hey, man, I am cool. I am the breeze. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please come back on our show, and I'll just record you for like a half an hour of you doing Christopher Walken reading various Kiss lyrics. Please, please do that. My keep God. keep on shouting. You keep on shouting. <laughs> this has to be a thing. Please. It's, it's fun. As a matter of fact, can you do a, uh, you're listening to podcast. This is Christopher Walken, and you're listening to the podcast. Hi, this is Al Pacino, and you're listening to my podcast. Hooah. Hooah. <laughs> hi, this is hi, this is Christopher Walken, and you're listening to the podcast. Pow. <laughs> hi, this is Christopher Walken. My friends call me the spaceman, and you're listening to the podcast. Hi, this is Christopher Walken. You keep on shouting. You keep on shouting. This is the podcast. I want to listen to the podcast all day. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Well, tell us where you're going to be this weekend. This weekend, Comedy Store in Hollywood, California, with a lot of surprise guests. Every time I do a show at the Comedy Store, there's a lot of um, musician friends who come out. It's always a really good time. And I'll be on tour all over the United States and Canada for the next 200 years, all the information is at getgas.com. Get gas with two S's. And that's all the links for all the social media stuff as well. Very yes. good. And Sunday night, I'll be um, opening the show. Uh, Courtney wow. is going to be part of the show, and she's going to be crushing it. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely Courtney rock and roll all nights and part of every You know day, what? Right? The last time we did a show, uh, she was nervous about going on stage. She destroyed Stole the show. Steven Adler from Guns N' Roses goes up to her afterwards oh, yeah. and says, 
oh my god you were amazing and she goes thank you and he goes you made me like german people and he <laughs> Well, I do a lot of jokes about my German husband. What yeah. what better compliment can a comedian hear other than you made me like German people? So It is. There it's fun. Is. I'll give you a compliment. Courtney, you mind if I do one of your jokes? No. All right. Please. One of, my, one of my favorite jokes like Courtney does is she says, so my husband is German and uh, people always ask like, oh, is he, is he into Scheiser porn? Does he like... Does he like Scheiser porn? No, he doesn't like Scheiser porn. He loves it. <laughs> I love that joke. That, that, that poor girl puts up with a lot of shit, right? Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's a good tag. I'm going to steal yeah. that. There you go. This is what we're here for, to steal from one another. It's great. Craig... <laughs> Seriously, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today, and please come back anytime you want. You are the Kiss comedian, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again on another Kiss cruise. And love everything you've done. Just once again, thank you from from one not Gene Simmons to another not Gene Simmons, brother. It's it's finally good to meet you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Well, Courtney is one of my favorite people on the planet, so any, anything she asks me to do, I will do. So. Uh, go see Courtney wherever she's at, and I will see you guys again soon. Thanks, Greg. Of course. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at KissFAQ.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are Kiss, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the Kiss Army for the Kiss Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with Kiss or any of its members, past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podcast crew, thank you for listening to Podcast, the Kiss fanzine for your ears. Because people. People have been demanding that you and I meet, that our two genes All right. meet. So we're going to do a gene off later. All and right. make billions of dollars. I wish. This is <laughs> podcasting. So, hey. hey. <clears throat> Craig, nice to meet you. What is happening? Actually, Ken Mills. Oh, you've got a video. Oh, shit. My video's not on, is it? Yeah, you're in your underwear eating Cheetos. I'm seriously in my pajamas. Fuck. I, no, dude, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> I had to shut my computer. <laughs> Court, you've got Paul Stanley as your dude. I, on I did it for the podcast. That's yeah. actually her. That's me. That's Is that you? As, yeah. Oh, my God, that's awesome. That's me from um, the when I went to the Rock and Brews and no one had makeup on except me, one other guy, and all children. So she's really? walking around yes. like a mental patient. That's awesome. That is awesome. Can't get much better.
Check out these ads from the following shows. We are proud to call them the friends of the Podkiss Network. We are one. We're a scene man. Hi, I'm Ken Mills. And I'm Courtney Cronendold. And we're from... Pop! A pop culture podcast. Courtney, what do we talk about on Pop? We talk about everything from the love boat to the billion dollar person. <laughs> Don't you mean million dollar person? I can't believe I said that. I, you know, I guess it's with inflation. The six million dollar man is worth what? How many trillion now, right? The six million dollar man is now the, 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 the five gajillion dollar. He is the mother of all bionic people. So. <laughs> person i mean what the fuck that's a great that's my favorite show is the million dollar person right there Ooh. Oh. i'm regis philbert on who wants to be a million dollar person <laughs> would you believe two dollars and 59 cents i'm sorry if the giggles so bad If you love pop culture and you love having fun, that's really what the show's about, having fun and pop culture. It is. We have a lot of fun on pop. Join the conversation. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pop podcast. Find us on iTunes or at poppodcast.blogspot.com. You can find us on Instagram at poppodcast, P-O-P. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I'm not hip enough for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Hot. Hot. You wanted the best, you got the best. And if you want the hottest show on Monco Radio, join us in the Kiss Room. The Kiss Room is a monthly radio broadcast celebrating the hottest band in the world. Kiss! It's your place for all things Kiss and some... For broadcast dates and all information, go to thekissroom.com. The Kiss Room broadcasts live and worldwide on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Hey, I'm Dr. Fuck. And I'm the Ayatollah of Alcohola. And we are from the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. If you want to check out some crazy, uncensored, unbiased, totally nuts reviews of classic hard rock and heavy metal albums, Check us out. You can get us on Podbean and iTunes. New episodes every Sunday. That's right. And we also do each other's moms. True. Free of charge. Well, mine charges. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mine's free. Kistory Science Theater. The most civilized. Yeah. Oh, f- <laughs> Oh, f- <laughs> Come on. Respectful. Just imagine Gene it's with like, like a with like a washtub bass. <laughs> and serious. No wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're gonna come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss podcast on the web. History science theory. We bust balls because we care. Rock and roll and vinyl are meant to go together. <laughs> like drummers and strippers. <laughs> That's right. So maybe it's time to hop on down to your local record store and go digging for some lost gems. 
on vinyl. And that's exactly what we do here at the Shabby Road Record Show. We pick selections from our own personal record collections, and then we discuss the songs, the artists, the albums, and the stories about the music that you may have never heard. And there's nothing more fun than listening to two knuckleheads spinning vinyl and talking music. So dive on into the five-star rated podcast, The Shabby Road Record Show. You can subscribe for free on iTunes, Spreaker, and Stitcher, where there's a new episode released every Tuesday. Also, you can find us on Facebook and on our website, ShabbyRoadRecordShow.com. Hey, this is Nick, co-host of The Pot of Thunder, the only KISS podcast that breaks down the entire KISS song catalog one track at a time. Every week we have a new song chosen at random and we do our best to analyze it. We talk about KISS-related topics and non-KISS-related topics, all the while trying not to kill each other. If you like the sound of that, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and especially on iTunes. Pot of Thunder! Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... Then you'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. Podcast Rock City. What's up, everybody? This is Joe from Podcast Rock City, where every week me and my crew will bring you the Kiss News of the Week. Look at us as kind of a Kiss version of Meet the Press, your source for Kiss News every week. We're on iTunes, Podomatic, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, KISS Army. Since 2007, you've been getting podkissed. The KISS audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your podkissed. Every month, the podkissed crew, along with the KISS room, brings you KISS talk like no one else. Whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great KISS fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to podkissed. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. Hello, hello, this is Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, and you're listening to Cheap Talk. It's time for some Cheap Talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Their mommy's all right, their daddies are all right, they just seem a little weird. They even got their KISS records out. This is Ken from the Podkiss. Join me and BJ Cram as we talk about four great guys and three great chords. Cheap Trick. If you're a KISS fan, chances are you've checked them out. So please check out our show, Cheap Talk with Trick Chat. Keep cheap tricking. Oh, we're great at that. I mean, I mean, that's, we are amateurs. Yeah, I make all the sex sounds with my mouth afterwards. Squish. Ooh. This place is nice. Right? I'm glad you wore your nice flip-flops. Stay frosty, man. Okay. 